Welcome to our Catechism class. It's a weekly look at the Heidelberg Catechism to help you learn Christian doctrine with a warm and practical application. Each lesson has its own study guide, and the web link to find that guide can be found in the episode notes. Okay, let's start the lesson. In our short catechism class today, I want to follow up on what we did in the last class that we had when we looked at the idea of the keys of the kingdom. Remember that we find this in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 19, where Jesus says to Peter, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Now we saw last time that our instructor in the Catechism teaches us that the keys of the kingdom is the preaching of the gospel. And that opens the door to the kingdom of heaven for those who will come be saved, and it closes the door of the kingdom of heaven to those who refuse to repent. But there is a second way in which the keys of the kingdom are used. And the keys of the kingdom is church discipline. So how is the kingdom of heaven closed and opened by church discipline? is the question that the Catechist asks. How can church discipline relate to the individual's membership of God's kingdom? Can putting a person out of fellowship in a local assembly also keep them out of heaven? And that's the question I want to ask today. Nowadays, of course, church discipline is very seldom applied because we're much more mobile, we have cars, we can travel much more. Um, If we are asked to leave a church for whatever reason, we can simply go up the road and join a church somewhere else. I've seen this happening many times over the years, sometimes over matters that are trivial, where the people just simply don't like the church or the uh, rules of the church. I've also seen it happening in cases that are very serious indeed. A man in fellowship in a church, a deacon no less, committed adultery with another man's wife who also was a member of that church. The people in the church were appalled by this and they pleaded with them both to repent of their sins before it was too late. They both refused. And between them, they ruined two marriages, they destroyed two families and they brought the reputation of the local church down into the gutter. After they had both divorced and remarried, this couple simply went along to a nearby town, joined another church, and before long, the man himself was playing an active role in his new church. There was no repentance, there was no remorse, and a complete mockery was made of church discipline. But that's a weakness of the modern church. That was not the way it was meant to be. So in his answer to the question, How is the kingdom of heaven closed and opened by church discipline? The Catechist teaches us three simple things. He shows us the system of church discipline. He shows us the consequences of church discipline. And he shows us the objective of church discipline. So what is the system of church discipline? Well, according to the command of Christ, 
says the Catechist, people who call themselves Christians but show themselves to be unchristian in their doctrine or life are first repeatedly admonished in a brotherly manner. If they do not give up their errors or their wickedness, they are reported to the church, that is, to the elders. Now, if you want to find the biblical reference to that, you'll find that in Matthew 18, verse 15 to verse 17. There's a system of church discipline there. An example of how disputes between Christians are to be resolved. If a brother sins against you, you must go to him first. You must try to settle the issue. If the matter can't be resolved and the relationship can't be repaired, then the complainant must take along two or three others. Their attendance is to act as witnesses. If the matter still cannot be resolved, then it must be taken to the church. The Catechist specifically mentions the elders of the church. The system of church discipline is laid out in the Bible for us. The consequence of church discipline. It may well be that the church decides that this matter cannot be resolved. And so there are two uh, results of that. One is dismissal and the other is disclosure. Dismissal in that the catechist says they are forbidden the use of the sacraments and they are excluded by the elders from the Christian congregation. So that is a formal public disfellowshipping of an individual. Sometimes it is necessary to put someone out of fellowship with other Christians, particularly in the case of serious doctrinal error or heresy or immoral behaviour. In 1 Corinthians 5 and verse 11, Paul writes to the Corinthians and says, Now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous, or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard, or an extortioner, with such an one, no, not to eat. So if the church decides that a wicked or an immoral person is guilty, then that person is to be removed from the church fellowship, to be put outside the church. But the Catechist goes further than that. He talks about the kingdom of heaven being closed and opened by church discipline. What's the relationship between the actions of the church in discipline and the membership of the invisible church, the kingdom of heaven? And that's where we come on to disclosure. For not only is such church censure an open rebuke of a disobedient or defiant person, but it is also an open disclosure that such a person, devoid of repentance and humility, cannot actually be a true Christian. So the psalm, the, rather the catechist adds, and by God himself from the kingdom of Christ. And of course no action of ours can remove a person out of the body of Christ, but our exercise of church discipline should be a reflection of what will ultimately happen at judgment day. Remember that the church consists of wheat and tares. At judgment day, God will divide up the church into the wheat and the tares. He will separate the wheat from the tares. He will finally reveal those who are his and those who are simply church attenders who have never known Christ 
never had their sins forgiven. And so in exercising church discipline, the elders of the church are in fact simply doing what God is going to do on the day of judgment, to wait out from among their number those who by their actions and by their lack of repentance and humility have indicated that they are actually not Christians at all. And that's why it is so serious for another church just a little bit down the road or in the next town to receive into fellowship and to give office to those who have been so disciplined. So we see the system of church discipline, the consequence of church discipline and the objective of church discipline. What if a person who has been subjected to church discipline, who has been dismissed from fellowship, and then that person realises that they have sinned and they repent of their sins. Well, that is the true objective of discipline, that the one who repents can in due time be restored to fellowship within the church, can be welcomed back, knowing that his sins or her sins can be forgiven as all of our sins have to be forgiven by the Lord Jesus. The Catechist says they are again received as members of Christ and of the Church when they promise and show real amendment. So, the keys of the Kingdom is Church discipline. The Catechist asks, how is the Kingdom of Heaven closed and opened by Church discipline? And he answers that, showing us the system of church discipline that's given to us by the Lord Jesus in the Bible. He tells us the consequence of church discipline, that the person will be removed from the church and at the same time that it will become apparent to the other members of the church, to those who are watching from outside and to other fellowships, that that person is not really a born-again Christian. And it gives the objective of church discipline. That is, that a person being so rebuked will repent of their sins and turn again, turn away from their sins and turn to Christ. So we have finished our short examination of the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 31. And we have discovered what Jesus meant when he promised that Peter, in his office as an elder of the church, would have the keys of the kingdom. Those keys we have discovered are the preaching of the gospel and the proper exercise of church discipline. There are some texts, uh, some Bible texts given to you at the bottom of the little leaflet that you have to accompany this catechism class. Uh, do spend some time to look those up, to read them and to see how they uh, back up what the Catechist has been teaching us. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please help to make it better known by opening the podcast app on your phone or mobile device. Then, search for
The Semper Reformata Podcast. Subscribe and give it a 5-star rating. See you next time.